0: in this foreigner imdb page there's this Jap- there's this asian looking chick and next to her name says charlie murphy i hope her name is really charlie murphy
1: charlie murphy's dead man too soon
0: oh hello
2: welcome to the conversation josh
1: <laughs> sorry i'm getting my Van wilder arguments ready <laughs> Ar- what, arguments? What, arguments do it, what do you mean arguments
3: <laughs> this is a pretty straightforward movie
1: Hey, everybody. Josh here. Just a quick note before we start the episode. If you have any kids or, I guess, elderly around that might be offended easily, go ahead and shoo them away before you start this one up. It's a little graphic. Are you stalking our podcast? Because that would be super. This is Spoilers. This is Spoilers. Yay! Hello, this is Spoilers, where we talk about a movie. Today, that movie is Van Wilder, Party Liaison from 2002. Then we give said movie a yes or no. Today, I'll be the only one giving a yes. And then we'll play a quick game of trivia to decide who picks the next movie. Uh, how you guys doing today? Where's everyone recording from? Pappy?
2: Hi, I'm Pappy. I'm recording from Denver, Colorado. And I'm doing pretty well. Um, a Mark Twain quote. Comes to mind when exploring this movie, and, and the quote is: "Explaining humor is a lot like dissecting a frog. You learn a lot in the process, but in the end, you kill it. But luckily, we won't have this problem with Van Wilder because there's no humor to be found." <laughs> what?
4: Uh,
3: Mike. My name is Mikey. Uh, I'm recording from Elkhart, and. I got about halfway through this movie before I realized that I didn't laugh one time. And then I watched the second half of this movie and still didn't laugh. But I won't say no
1: yet. Nice. Stevie. Uh, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart, Indiana. Sorry, I'm like drinking a lot right now because you guys are really on my nerves. God damn it. <laughs> Stevie, go ahead, man.
0: I got about halfway through this movie. Turned it off. Thought about watching the movie higher. Decided. Like you
2: thought about getting high than watching this movie?
0: I'd rather watch a movie about an extreme skier that had no substance than watch the second half of Van Wilder. But I decided to trudge through it and made it to the end. And now I'm here. About to talk about it.
1: Changed. You changed. (laughs) For the (laughs) worse. For the (laughs) worse. Well, I hope, despite you guys um, blatantly and outspokenly hating this movie, we could still talk about it a little bit. Um, the first act kind of begins with the introduction of Van and his life. Uh kind of starts off with a blowjob joke to kind of really start things off quick, where he's uh, getting what he <laughs> calls his yearly tradition of getting his pants fitted, wink-wink, by an older Asian lady who's, like, sucking on a sucker. Um Looks like she's giving him fellatio, is what I'm trying to say. It really
2: sets the tone. It really <laughs> does set
1: it does set the tone <laughs> very well, I would say. And Van Wilder's father comes and confronts him about his money money wasting ways and why he's been in college for seven years and decides to cut Van off from his funds. And that's um kind of the inciting incident for what Act Two is. But let's start with the first Act here. Um,
0: it's not just any father though it's like the most famous like uh college role ever is his father
1: yeah his, his father is chris Matheson who Tim father' is Ma- is it, Tim Matheson is it t- Tim yeah, Matheson. it's Tim Matheson I'd maybe have him yeah Tim Matheson he's Van's dad, and he's Otter from Animal House, but that is only one of the many actors they there's this whole genre of kind of like high school college sex comedy. They're kind of pay, paying tribute throughout it. Um, Tim Matheson is in it, obviously. Obviously, from Animal House. Paul Gleason, he's a uh, Professor Vernon. Um, if you guys remember him from Breakfast Club, so he's a professor. He's like Professor McDougal in this. Uh, <laughs> Curtis Armstrong, who the campus cop, he's he's from Revenge of the Nerds and played hey, in almost all of the yeah almost all of the Revenge of the Nerds he's in. Chris Owen, who's the Shermanator from American Pie, was a suicide jumper. And Cal Penn, who plays Taj Mahal Badlandabad. <laughs> <laughs> he was Harold uh, Kumar bad. from the White Castle movies. Um,
2: <laughs> Went on to serve in the Obama administration.
1: Yes, he did. That might come up later, but um, he was associate director of public engagement in the White House for a while there, early on in Obama's Um, first term but uh, did you guys catch that at all as far as the actors that were floating in and out and maybe just some of the stunts they pulled that were kind of paying homage to some of these earlier sex comedies if you will
3: yeah I recognized uh, those actors uh, especially the the principal from Breakfast
2: Club is Breakfast Club a sex comedy though
0: it's a comedy (sighs) and they talk about sex it, it,
3: teenage. Time.
1: Yeah, I, I would put it in the same genre as Van Wilder. Also. Yeah. Although Van Wilder has like a a whole kind of gross out element that these movies started getting in the American Pie age. Do you guys remember any gross out mo- parts of this movie, per chance?
0: Say one of like the more famous gross out jokes is I forget which act it's in, but it's his friend who looks like Cisco. It's trying to light a bong, but it's actually Cal Penn's uh, penis enlargement toy.
1: Penis pump.
5: Where did you find that? In your room a few days ago. I'm trying to spark this bong, but this damn thing won't light. It's no bong. It's from my schlong. <laughs> oh, God. You mean I put my mouth on your cock pump?
3: Oh, dear. Oh, I have a date with Naomi tomorrow night, and I, I
5: just wanted to bring my a game.:
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, his since we're kind of talking about all the characters in this, let's just wrap up who the rest of the main players Cisco. are.: You hit on uh, Hutch, Who is actually played by a famous reality star from the early 2000s, uh, tech something is, it,
0: is uh, it not Is it not Cisco?
1: No, it's not Cisco. Was kind of hoping that's t- Cisco the whole time. <laughs> that's mildly racist of you. Um,
0: he has identical like this hair. This movie is
2: mildly racist.
1: Oh, this movie is more homophobic, probably than anything. Um, we'll hit on hit on that a little bit later. And
2: misogynist. Don't forget that.
1: <laughs> Did you like how anytime they showed a guy in this movie, they're either like in lounge clothes or like full on suit. And anytime they show a girl, she's like, in the most stereotypical, like tight fitting clothing, or they're like at a luau or something. Is anybody else going to talk on this pod today? Please. <laughs> I'm pod. To out what, so what question? we <laughs> going on. I
3: want to let you square them in this one. This one, you have to deal with this. <laughs>
0: um yeah josh thanks
3: for that input
0: i see what you're saying um especially like when they're throwing parties all the girls like super look super slutty um even like during like the roller skating party a lot of the girls are dressed slutty and they like refer to them pretty much they refer to all the women like outside of gwen as just being sluts in this movie
2: just to touch on that too i feel like ryan reynolds character is charming but at the end of the day He's getting his. Uh, sorry to jump ahead a little bit, but he's getting his money to essentially bring women to parties. He's kind of like a pimp. In party both of the liaison. Roles. Yeah. Well, he's a party
1: <laughs> liaison for part of the movie where he's charging for setting up a party, which yeah means getting girls there basically. But then before that, you guys might remember a brief stint he had in uh, topless tutoring as well, and they even play like a pimp came in and like confronted him and made him stop that line of business so i think there's definitely and i think what i was getting at with them showing all this the historical um people in this and paying homage to the genre is just this movie may be a little bit more self-aware than i think you guys give it credit for uh especially like yeah he's a pimp and they're kind of winking at you saying like yep this dude is a pimp but anyway as we move along uh you find out that the. Oh, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait! Do you think this movie is self-aware? Like, I don't see no one else from this movie went on to do anything great. So I don't think it's like a smart person making a smart wink, wink movie. Like by all indications, it seems to be like pretty. Everyone's only. I mean, right? Ryan Reynolds bounced back. With yeah, the that, director the that really killed Ryan Reynolds'
1: anything. career. Oh wait. But did the director,
2: <laughs> no. or the writer, go on to do anything else?
0: I think they did. Um, I know that. I think the writers did Van Paul Wilder Bart, freshman year.
2: So we have we have Paul Blart, Van Wilder, Paul Blart,
1: (laughs) or sorry, Zookeeper. I will give you guys this. This is this movie has. Oh, uh, the director also did Wild
4: Hogs. Ooh, (laughs) Wild
2: Hogs, and Old Dogs. Oh, took the same thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) with Robin Williams. Go ahead, Josh. Sorry.
1: No, I, I I was hoping you guys would continue.
0: Oh, okay. He also did Buying the Cow. That was a movie in 2002 with Jeremy O'Connell. Nice. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Road Chip. Um, okay, that movie made a, that movie lot made of money, a ton though. of money. That's not even <laughs> like... Uh, let's see.
1: That's enough. Okay, anyway, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. This has like a pretty low rating. It's like 19%, and then the audience score is a little higher, 73 actually not terrible um, I guess can I ask you guys just straight up like there's some just really goofy funny one liners and stuff like what got a stick so far up your guys asses that you weren't allowed to <laughs> laugh especially when you like and laugh a non funny movie like Legend or Sandy Wexler why this one has such a turnoff for you
3: P.S. this is an awesome room P.S. shut the fuck up
1: what was the funny line <laughs> Yeah, what did you? What did you? I mean, laugh what you, at, you, guys, Josh? you guys want me to like recount the entire movie or what? I laughed. No, I laughed what, a what lot. You was I, was I laughed funny? a lot. Yeah, I I thought the movie was pretty funny all the way through. I did.
2: Do you think that the you see, you claim that like to like the sexism is a little? Don't bit turn this around. Cheap. I'm
1: asking you no, guys. No, no, no. I'm
2: answering a question. What got to stick up Dude. my ass is the blatant racism and homophobia and stupid toilet humor that this movie is. Propagating a lot of the jokes are about like being gay or not being gay or being from a different country. Even though Ryan Reynolds is very charming and likable and accepting of these people, they're still like caricatures of human beings.
3: And Tara Reid is like a smart journalist. (laughs) Who who, who are we trying to fool? (laughs) Okay, Tara
1: Reid was one of the biggest. She was one of the biggest points of comedy for me in this movie. Actually, pretty much any time she said anything, I thought it was hilarious because of how horrible she would deliver every, every single line.
2: Well, it's kind of hard in 15 seconds. My brothers play hockey.
0: <laughs> for the Rangers.
1: It's uh, Van Wilder's in this first act. He's um, trying to interview an assistant for this next year. And he gets, like, a dude making fart noises. He gets, like, a male cheerleader guy. And then he gets these two guys who... Um, are basically gay caricatures. And Stevie, if you could go ahead and read that quote. Pap, you want to alternate lines? Yeah. This will be good.
2: God.
0: Having us both at the same time
1: will definitely
2: lighten your load.
0: We will bend over backwards for you.
2: There's nothing too big we can't handle.
0: And we mean nothing.
2: We'll stay on top of you
0: and ride you all semester.
1: So, Josh, why did you bring up this quote? <laughs> I thought, okay, so for me, I thought homophobia was a big issue in this movie. Um, the racism with well, Cal Penn was a little confusing but funny at times, but I think this is really what sums it up. And I. So for 2002, I feel like most movies of this genre be, from before this the hot chick, they wouldn't even mention a gay person. So is it possibly some sort of projection forwards that, um, that they at least brought up?
2: No, no I think, I think no.
0: Philadelphia did that in the 90s.
2: There's a joke also here in this first act where the dad catches Ryan Reynolds in a dress and he says, oh, my God, my son's a fairy. Then a woman comes out and says, Okay, good. And that's supposed to make us laugh. The the dad's relieved his son's not getting. But you have Aaron Paul in that scene though. Who looks cracked out, <laughs> bitch?
1: <laughs> Aaron Paul, that's Jesse from Breaking Bad. Is, He's in the uh,
0: Guinness Book of World Records, man. Where can I find Van Wilder?
3: In the Guinness Book of World fucking records, man. Out of the rattest fucking dude alive. <laughs>
1: for like raddest raddest dude ever (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh no funny parts in this movie we'll move on to the second act uh so this act is what we referred to earlier when uh we talked about ryan reynolds trying to make money or van wilder trying to make money to stay in college after his dad pulls his funds um starts off with a topless uh tutoring business then he moves on to party liaison and um he kind of starts off with like some nerds and you see a more altruistic side of Van Wilder when you kind of notice that it's hurting him to throw these parties for money when really he just wants to help people out. I think he touched on something with his altruistic side because
2: one of the redeeming qualities of this movie, I think is Ryan Reynolds performance. Um, I've seen him in a couple of bad movies. Uh, Stevie, this one where he's with Betty White and Julia Roberts and he gets engaged, The, proposal? the engagement, the proposal, yeah. You didn't like that, that movie. That it's movie's terrible. That movie's terrible, but he's like the best part of it. Like he's just a really charming like guy, he can carry a bad movie. Exactly. Yeah. He he plays a very very likable character. And if it, like, if you remember wasn't the movie Just likeable, Friends. That's a funny That's movie. a
0: hilarious movie. Funny. And he does very well in it.
1: Yeah, I, I think he has a lot of charisma to add to this movie. And usually, I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like the frat party, good guy character. But he, I think he really like grows on you throughout this movie too. And at some point in the second act, you're kind of all on board with him. But um, in the second act, we we kind of get more acquainted with Gwen's current boyfriend who. Is one of the leads at a rival, um, a rival frat. That rival <laughs> frat is called like Delta Iota Kappa. Kappa. So they all they all have a bunch of dick shirts on, um, and I actually thought uh, the character Richard Bag, <laughs> played by played by Daniel Cosgrove, was one of the funnier funnier parts of this movie.
5: I just hope you use some protection. And I wouldn't want our future children to be tainted
1: because mommy went slumming
0: one night back in
5: college.
1: He hates Ryan Reynolds, and he plays uh, someone in pre-med trying to advance their career. And pretty much whenever he talks and thinks about anything, he's always kind of talking in um, like medical terminology, including when him and Tara Reid are having sex. Mikey, do you remember that sex scene or was that 15 seconds too short for you to even remember?
3: Uh, I remember everything about this movie because it's not a strain on the brain. So, uh, Yes, I do remember the scene and it was terrible and boring and not well, funny. I
1: thought, that, I thought that sex scene hey, see, was is actually... That,
2: is that like a rating thing? Is it like an MPAA thing? I don't think like, so. That's
1: there should have been like Tara read bags in this with, movie. It's probably a terror Reed contract thing I would guess, but I think mostly it plays up to the fact like, she. I thought that sex scene was almost like disturbing. I, I don't think that was super funny because she's, like, laying there more than bored. She's, like, dead cold fish. And her boyfriend is over the top of her saying things like, You're leaving. You feel so good around
4: my swollen balance. Oh, ah. oh, 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 I'm really confident. I'm going to ejaculate. I'm releasing my seminal fluids inside of you now
1: he's saying like uh (laughs) your labia feels so good against my swollen phallus i'm starting to ejaculate seminal fluids into you it's just so gross and like disturbing and she's just like flopping around a little bit um and there's a couple of sex scenes that i thought kind of were funny too um (laughs) There's that one, there's the one where Taj starts the fire a little later, and then um, <laughs> also when Daniel Cosgrove is he's having sex with uh, that like, super bubbly try-hard girl, and he's basically just telling her to shut the fuck up the whole time that they're doing it.
3: Oh my god, we make such the fab team! Last night I was so like Bonnie, and you were so like Clyde, and now this?
5: Will you shut up? I pleasure
3: you. Sorry, Richard. Pleasure away. P.S. This is an awesome room. PS, shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, so that That character was like just after the dick the whole movie. Both the fraternity and the phallus.
1: <laughs> and why do you think that was? She was uh She was a frat she's, rat. She's a frat rat. What's a frat rat? That's a legitimate question. What's a oh, frat? Oh, like rat? What's,
0: a frat what's a frat rat? rat? Yeah. Just the chick that hangs out the frats all the time gets passed around between members, frat rat.
1: Ew. I mean, yep. I think she's on there for that uh, long-term medical paycheck. I think that's kind of what they're getting at with her. But she is a frat rat. Um, well, I think a lot of this too, especially with uh, the Dick
2: Bags character that you touched on, is a observational parody of what frat like. His life, and we all, we all attended, we all attended a major state schools, so we all were
0: aware around of the frat
2: system. Yeah, and none of us were in that. But I'll turn this question back over to you, Josh. Did you see things in the frat character portrayal that you related to or thought were funny from your time at Indiana University?
1: From my time at Indiana University,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I really didn't go around. I, mean, I think everyone kind of gets the rounds a little bit their freshman year, kind of feeling it out. But I remember but learning. You're still
2: around frat kids quite a bit if you go to a big yeah, state Yeah, in
1: your classes and everything. Uh, I think maybe earlier on in my life, that's maybe one of the reasons I really like this movie because I do think Daniel Cosgrove as uh, Richard Dickbag is really <laughs> funny in this movie. But they're
2: shitting on Greek life pretty hard. Yeah,
1: it Greek is also life. kind of cathartic for me to see a movie shit on Greek life this hard because I really hated it. Um I think being a little bit further away from college, I kind of get the purpose of Greek life and I have no reason to really be upset at it. But um maybe maybe I was just jealous back then and um really liked <laughs> really liked a movie like this one that sticks it pretty hard to that culture
2: very different than the animal house portrayal, which is like a complete celebration of it in many ways.
1: Yeah. And maybe they should kind of show in this, how that view of the frats maybe changed a little bit the time between those movies. Um, But I mean, that aside, did you guys enjoy Daniel Cosgrove's performance as Dick bag at all. And uh, I, I want to bring up the, Two main scenes that I remember, and one of them in particular is the most memorable scene that I took away from this movie after having seen it like ten years ago or whatever it was, where uh, his frat is delivered a basket of bread that has cream filling, but the cream oh filling gosh. is a bulldogs semen. <laughs>
4: um,
1: <Ugh. laughs> did any? Do you guys just like just straight gross? No laughter at all, just stone faced at that. So,
2: that joke's set up. You, 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 you gotta bring up the setup to get that punchline punch. Because, <laughs> punch. like, his bulldog That's has a, ginormous yeah. balls. This is a very layered joke. And throughout the movie, the balls are just swinging around, right? And then turns out we've seen a little bit of relief.
1: Yeah, and actually, the bulldog's balls come up later because and the anatomy tests that he has to take at the end, one of the tests just happens to focus focus around canine scrotums, Anuses. I guess. Yeah.
2: I think it's canine, anus. canine <laughs> it anus.
0: Is that also kind of poking at like the mythical fraternity game called Limp Biscuit?
1: Ew. What is that? Limp- What's
0: that, Stevie? Limp Biscuit. I heard about, I never knew this until I watched Silicon Valley. But, it's a um, band
1: from the 90s.
0: Yeah, also the phenomenal band that played at Woodstock ninety nine, but uh apparently it's guys standing in a circle trying to pleasure themselves onto like a trisket or a cracker, and the last one not to ple- pleasure themselves on it has to eat it.
1: Yeah. That was spoilers. <laughs> 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 uh yeah. So there's that scene. And you like honestly,
2: See, Josh you find that you find funny? that funny
1: uh guys uh, I think I may be finding where one disconnect is. <laughs> who did you guys watch this movie with myself no one myself exactly, was exactly. <laughs> was I remember watching this this is kind of like a movie where if you're watching with some people and this scene comes on, it's so gross, and everyone just kind of starts nervously busting out in laughter and the way that these frat guys are like guzzling, gargling, Ugh. slurping, and just making like, that so graphic,
2: Josh. dog semen.
1: <laughs> dude, it's one of
2: the most. Honestly, that's one of the most graphic scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I can't believe this is just R.
1: <laughs> you just saw Raw like, like a couple months ago, right? They don't gargle
2: fucking dog semen, dude. <laughs> a dog was violated.
3: A man jerked off a dog dozens of times.
0: Seriously.
2: And it's like it's
0: like a laughs. Long John. Do-
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like a Long John donut, but filled with dog. <laughs> cum. It's so beyond disgusting. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Quit saying gargling. That's gross. <laughs>
1: yeah, you say gurgling or guzzling.
2: Ugh. Also, I just became very aware me. I'm yelling dog cum in my apartment right
3: now. <laughs> oh, creamy. These are awesome. Oh! there you go, Wow,
2: they're
3: so creamy. Mmm. God, these are excellent. Um, guys? Richard? Mmm. Mmm. I think I've had these before. Richard?
1: We need to give a warning at the beginning of this pod that this pod is not for children. But I think they figured that out scene, by now. The fa- the famous canine uh donut scene and then later
3: I wouldn't call it famous.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna give up on the act structure here, by the way. We're just gonna in go randomly. Maybe. That's fair. <laughs> Please do. Uh so later in the movie there's uh Dick Bag is taking his test to um to go to a, a what school? Northwestern Medical School. Northwestern. And there's like this really over-the-top scene where a couple of like grads and alum are like, hey, this look, Dick, here, meet all the people. But before this, uh, Tara <laughs> Reed, in kind of the biggest act of retribution in the movie, she she spikes his protein drink, which he always has to have before he takes a test. She spikes it with... um. What is that stuff called?
0: X-Lax? Lax fiber? Yes. Yeah, she- <laughs> Turbo-Lax?
1: Yeah, a la Dumb and Dumber. And <laughs> I, I think the scene was actually a little bit funnier than Dumb and Dumber because. Stop it. Stop it, dude. Stop it. He was it. sitting in the test and he starts like normally filling out the test. And then they show his sheet. And he's sweating and stuff and just filling out C all the way down. And you know how important this test is to him. And then he doesn't even finish the test and runs out. And then he ends up like dropping trow and crapping like in front of like seven or eight alums from like the medical school he went to. I I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was like perfect end scene for him and actually my three year old daughter was watching that part with me too and she, what? Josh she did someone laughed. pay you to review this movie <laughs> what Dude, did someone just, pay you oh to just during oh that god. part just during that part oh and my god. she had a lot of questions but we both laughed together
4: Richard is there something you want to say you look like you want to get something out son <laughs> uh. oh my god <laughs>
2: Okay, well, first of all, let me break this down a little bit. I think that the fact that Tara Reid does extract revenge on him makes all of the characters in this movie just petty, shitty people. Like, there's no, like, good person. Everyone's in it for themselves. Everyone's extracting revenge, like, making people eat cum. Or poop their pants. Or something <laughs> stupid. So then, like, you also breezed over the fact that every time we meet, like, a doctor or a new person, they never waste an opportunity to have a stupid-ass pun. Like, one guy's like an ob he's like Dr. Beaver Diver, or something
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I really like, liked how this movie owned that and took every opportunity to insert that in the movie. And I... But I think they're they're it's all amusing. Groans. It's They're dumb. not
2: laughs, they're groans. What? They're groans, not laughs. It's like, ugh. I so
1: I, I am pretty amused by all of that. And it, there's so much of it, it's kind of overwhelming. And I you didn't I really think you need C. to Andy watch Wexler? this movie twice. I think you need to watch this movie twice to really catch all the references. No. I did watch it now. Twice.
2: Never. <laughs>
3: I bet Northwestern loved the Van Wilder bump they got from this movie. <laughs> All the extra admittance they got. I'm sure
1: it was quite Dude, a bit. Dude, take
0: that back, though. It's not funnier than Dumb and Dumber. It's a clear knockoff of Dumb and Dumber.
1: I don't think the movie is funnier than Dumb and Dumber. I think that part... I think they copied it off of Dumb and Dumber and improved it. Let's just say that. Ugh. I mean, Jeff Daniels in that bathroom is pretty darn funny and... I don't know. Daniel Cosgrove really cracked me up in this movie. He kind of reminded me of Bradley Cooper's role in Wedding Crashers, if you guys remember that.
0: I think they called him, I think his nickname was the Sack in that movie, so it makes sense.
1: Zack the Sack.
0: Yeah, I think they called him the Sack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Pappy, I take it you also had some problems with the way Cal Penn portrayed Taj Mahal, Bad Landabad.
2: I don't have a problem with Cal Penn. I think he did what he had to do, but have a problem with the way the screenplay portrayed an Indian actor and like again a lot of the jokes come from him being yeah him being a stereotype like there, there's one part where he's like you've made so many friends here at Coolidge and they would all at the drop of a rupee come to help you it's like dude that, doesn't even, that joke doesn't even make sense the saying is at the drop of a hat not at the drop of a dollar <laughs> so it's like inserted sort of like an Indian joke well it could be the drop of and a dime right a dime is not a rupee, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but But I mean like yeah, it's, it's every joke is like him being a virgin and he's a virgin because he's a foreigner and he's weird because he's a foreigner. That's like the that's like the heart of the humor.
1: But you're supposed to All foreigners are weird. But Ryan Reynolds' character is the one that you like and relate to and he he loves Taj. And and he,
2: yeah, and he yeah, he he's he's like doing him a favor by being his friend. That's why The character is endearing. Like, the character of Taj is a complete bumbling idiot. He lights himself on fire during sex. He, like, seduces a girl on a roller skate rink and then, like, whoa, crashes out. And I think the the most disappointing part of Taj's character arc is that, like, he tries to get with white girls, tries to get with white girls, doesn't work out. And all of a sudden, sees the first Indian female character of the movie. Yeah, and that was a little bit of a... instantly boyfriend and girlfriend. That's that's problematic. That's a very dude.
0: Shrek-like story arc. Which what we learned not... from Shrek as kids was to stick with your own kind and you'll be happy.
2: <laughs> that is ra- that is racist, dude. That is racism and its
1: that was pretty most bad. I agree, pure form. But I don't yeah. know why you're letting Cal Penn off the hook. I mean, sure he took the role and acted, but. In doing so... How
2: many famous Indian actors can you name before the year 2002?
1: So you're saying this is what an Indian actor would have ben to do Kingsley. subject himself to? So, ben Kingsley. Ben say- Kingsley is white. I was, I was kidding,
3: that, Gandhi. That he, <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm saying he did what he had to do and he may have paved the way for other people and I think that, like, I don't think he's proud of this or the stupid sequel he did. Like... He went on to bigger and better things.
1: Like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Or I'm
2: like serving for the forty whatever fourth president of the United States, but <laughs> Dude, Ben Kingsley might be Indian.
0: His name <laughs> I think you're thinking of Rod Steiger. No, his name is Krishna Banji. His father's name is Rahim Tula Harji Banji. Who oh he's a Kenyan
2: born doctor.
1: Gotcha. Thank you, Stevie.
2: What's a better Stevie? What's a better movie, Gandhi or Van Wilder?
0: Oh, hmm. I'd rather watch Gandhi in slow motion, uh, and that's like a six-hour movie. But Ben Kingsley is of Indian descent, and his
3: mother was English.
0: So there you go.
2: I stand corrected. Yep.
0: Spoiler facts.
3: Why? Are, Spoiler facts. Why are we supposed to like Van Wilder anyway? Isn't he like stealing money from all of these students? Just to pay for his college,
1: stealing. Yeah,
0: it just kind of seems like he doesn't really like any of the pe- like. If it weren't for the money purposes, would he like any of the people he's going to school with?
1: Yeah, he is in the seventh year, and he's only just started to charge for parties. I don't see. I, I don't really. I don't gosh, really get yeah. your question. I guess.
2: No, I agree because I think that he is a redeemable character because he's always trying to, quote unquote, stay with his friends. It's all about his friends he's made at college. And he goes. He says at one point, "You can pull this audio, maybe when they're playing hockey, which is an absolutely ridiculous scene." But the point of life is.
3: Are we gonna get in trouble for being in here?
2: No, no, it's cool. The equipment manager owes me a favor. I introduced
0: him to his wife. Life is all about developing relationships, Gwen.
2: Maintaining relationships, or something that affects. So, like, the character of Van Wilder is exemplifying, like, being this extrovert and having a lot of friends, and this is like the most important thing.
1: And that's why I think when you really start to like him if you didn't just give up on the movie at the very beginning, like a certain intern used to always do all the time, is that... uh,
3: Are you saying it's inappropriate to give up on the movie before or after the Asian blowjob scene? Is that... Where should I... And what's her name? Sukmi? Is that literally 10 seconds
2: in or three minutes into the movie? Was Was the name a pun? You appreciate it, Josh. Suk me. Was that? <laughs> it's just one another of example
1: of that... them sticking in a pun where it doesn't belong over and over again. Yeah, in this movie. it doesn't belong at all. And uh, in <laughs> one single one, yeah, you can say it's like stupid and whatever, but as a whole, and just waves upon waves of these come at you, it gets me, man. I can't help but laugh. It's freaking hilarious. I can I'm respect sorry, you for you, that. I mean,. I do because I have a hard time to believe believe you guys like the P the bad PCness of this movie is like the worst you've ever seen and this is like the no the reason
0: I don't like it's a it's kind of a genre that's been ran dry at this point that's what I hated just I don't know I was kind of running on steam when it came to Van Wilder it just didn't wow me it's just kind of there.
3: I hated this movie because it had sound effects from like iMac movie or something put in over scenes. Like there's a scene in the library where someone makes a joke and there's just crickets.
2: And yeah, and maybe there's
3: other insta- there's other instances of bad stuff like that.
2: And maybe it's just because it's like 2017 and a lot of things jump out at me. Like I, I didn't think that any part of it was funny, but then you're asking is like, Oh, it's kind of like, cringy moments in between the the failed jokes. So it wasn't just the fact that it was cringy, it's the fact that like none of the jokes landed except for the deaf basketball coach, which was hilarious. That was probably the funniest part of the whole movie.
1: <laughs> Can you set that one up for us then then Pat?
2: Yeah, I mean so the 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 team is down at halftime. Um thank God you guys finally
1: liked one part of the what, What's the mascot? Movie, the
2: chickadees? So.
1: The Chickadees,
2: the yeah. So the team Chickadees. is down at halftime. And uh, Taj and Van are watching the game. And so Van just gets up like, the team needs me. And so like he <laughs> fist bumps the black security guard because he's black. Why, why would they do anything else? And he goes in the locker room. And Lamar Odom's there. And the deaf basketball coach says something like,
3: This is the birth time of my life. I'm glad I'm deaf. I can't use a booze. Now, listen up.
2: I'm going to go over this one more time. Think I'm deaf, so I can't hear the boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's a pretty funny line. <laughs> yeah. And then the scene just goes on to be like, he's setting up a play, but Van Water's like giving him a speech like, if you win this game, you all got to get laid, and that's what gets him pumped up, and they win the game.
1: Yeah, and all of these... Um players are actually clippers at the time. I don't really want to get into who they are one by one, but it, it was kind of racist how they were just like... just This movie is very racist.
2: They ended up with all blonde racist. white women. What? What's a lower point in Lamar Odom's career? Van Wilder or <laughs> dating a Kardashian?
0: Dating a Kardashian. I think it ruined his life. I would
3: say... I would say the rampant drug use. Yeah, I w-
2: and I the brothel attendance the, as well. The brothel <laughs> passing yeah, the, out. The heart
3: attack in the brothel might have been the low point.
2: Dude, Extenzel, do a number on your heart, man. <laughs> Is that what Making
5: it was?
2: It I don't know. I thought so, it was a the bunch best of my hair. <laughs>
1: uh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Edit point.
1: Definitely not editing that out. <laughs> um, do you guys like... Hold on just Oh here we go just, Hey so Despite the basketball scene you guys hated Almost every scene in this movie I got my buddy in He just called in via Skype Brett Kelly Brett, the, Oh these, shit These dudes have been hating on Van Wilder And saying there's no funny scene Except the death basketball coach oh. can, you, can you help me out a little bit here
5: well, right when you told me you guys were doing Van Wilder, and I, I mean, I'm familiar with you guys. I knew you guys were going to hate it. <laughs> but
1: it's, so, it's, so, it's so funny. They thought it was too racist, too homophobic, too not- PC. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Before you well, think, Brett, what what parts are funny for you, Brett? What do you like?
5: I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not like a good movie or anything, but I mean, I guess I, guess I like Ryan Reynolds. I mean... We've agreed he's
0: charming in this movie.
5: Well, yeah, it's kind of like Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds, you know.
1: That's why it's the sequel to Deadpool, the prequel. The prequel to Deadpool. <laughs>
5: okay, I mean,
1: the college years. Deadpool.
5: I'd like to hear why you guys don't think it's funny. I mean, you got classic. You got some classics, man. I'll I'll write that down. But, I mean. Write that down. Write that
0: down.
5: <laughs> I love I love bulldogs. I mean, I you like
2: big bulldog nuts, dude?
1: Well, I mean, not particularly. I have <laughs> bulldogs, but they're all neutered. So, but he understands the stigma. is what he's trying
2: to say.
5: For the first time in my life, I'm glad I'm deaf. That's a classic line. We we agreed that was probably <laughs> the funniest oh, part of the whole movie. <laughs> Cause I can't hear the booze.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. This. This uh, this pod's been pretty rough. Uh, early on, Mikey basically refused to speak for the rest of the pod. Well, so I, he's could kind have, of... I could have guaranteed that Mikey was going
5: to hate it. I mean, he hated Cool Runnings, so he obviously doesn't know anything about comedies.
3: And I chose Cool, <laughs> cool Runnings, too. I
5: know. And, and y'all, well, you hate it. I'm, I'm just messing. You guys all hate
3: <laughs> it.
1: But what do you think about a person that says yes to a movie like Sandy Wexler but it's clearly going to say no. It's the same as you, Josh. You said
0: no to Sandy, but yes to Van.
1: I haven't said yes yet. Someone paid
0: you I to mean- give this movie a thousand thumbs up. <laughs>
5: Again, I mean, I know it's not going to win any awards, and yeah, I mean, 15 years ago, you could get away with a lot more, and it's a little homophobic, a lot bit, and a lot pretty, pretty sexist, and probably a tad bit racist, but come on. <laughs>
2: Brett, I want to throw something out there, so. Brett and Josh are yeses. The rest of us seem to be no's and Brett and Josh are significantly older than the rest of us on the podcast. They were I think they were in college in the mid 90s, early 90s, something like that. Oh around my there.
1: god. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Somebody Come on. was like
2: can... more representative of their experience?
1: This movie actually know. came out before we were in college, which is Well, super- I was in college for like 13 years, so it really resonates <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> the better part of a decade, to quote. Them. Yeah, I'm actually
5: still in college, so you know, I'm This movie came out when I went to college. So there you go.
1: But Brett, did you feel this movie was at all cathartic in the way that they ripped on frats? Do you think that's maybe why we liked it back then?
5: Because we hate frats?
1: And because the main frat guy was named Dick Bag, and there was just everything that we wanted to say about a frat. Yeah, and
5: he was, and not only that, I mean, he's in a Delta Iota Kappa, so, you know, he's already a dick. To begin with, exactly. I don't know, man. I, you guys don't like when they eat the donuts and then he says, "Sorry, fellas, bakery's closed."
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, we did not like
0: that. No, it's pretty gross. Yeah, this one is gonna gross out toilet humor.
1: Pappy actually said that was the grossest scene he's ever seen, or the yeah. most explicit scene he's ever seen in a movie. i get-
2: never, like, even even in the Jackass like sequel when they're drinking horse semen. That's like blanked out like there's a bar across that this is like simulated semen gargling.
5: well i have all the unrated jackass movies so i don't know about the bar but yeah it's really gross but i mean you got funny comments like the guys like i think i've had these before that's pretty funny and he's like oh it's so warm and creamy i mean i don't know it's
3: i've seen less disgusting porn than that (laughs)
5: like what mikey (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna get into that they're like gargling it and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you guys are like serious movie critics, so I can't sit here and tell you that okay. Van wild uh, Was Dick Bag crapping
1: funnier great- than
0: dumb and dumber with Jeff Daniels? That's a great
2: question.
0: No, it's not it's not funnier. Thank you. But it's funny. <laughs> it's a sad funny. I was just astounded when Josh was like, He improved upon what Jeff Daniels was trying to do. <laughs>
1: Now, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Brett it, when, that he's filling out, when he's filling it, out that test and he's taking it super seriously and then it devolves to him just filling out all C's faster and faster and then eventually turning it in unanswered mostly I I mean the crapping versus crapping like the actual moment where they like push out the shit yeah Jeff Daniels got him but I think this movie built that up well they built it up far <laughs> longer <laughs>
5: <laughs> Who's? I mean, who hadn't seen this movie before?
2: It was my first time.
5: I had seen it before.
3: I've seen it before.
5: I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I thought. I mean, Tara Reid was really hot back then. What happened to her? Uh, she was. Just
3: a tr- she's just a train wreck oh, right
0: now.
5: Oh my gosh, she she had like a meltdown about 2004 <laughs> drugs. <laughs> I was gonna say she probably had the maybe the most embarrassing wardrobe malfunction ever. So.
2: More than Janet? More.
0: Oh,
5: well, okay, Well, first of all, the Janet thing was unique because that night she's the biggest pop star in the world. Next day she's not. But Tara Reid had just had God a really take. botched boob job, and it's bad.
1: When Instagram it, Josh. Instagram world. it. I heard somebody slamming on their computer as soon as <laughs> Brett said that. <laughs> Tara <laughs> Reid.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: I, I don't think you're going to want to see it, guys. I mean...
1: Pretty bad. Like, Usually whatever. he's money, Mike. Today he's like monk, Mike, with a vow of silence <laughs> about Van Wilder. I, I hated
2: this movie. <laughs> okay,
5: but I think about. the main question is: Is it worse than Time Bandits? Ooh. no! no. Ooh, this
1: is the worst movie guess.
5: I've ever seen. I'd rather
0: watch. I'd rather <laughs> watch Time Bandits again.
5: You, are you Dang. guys serious right now? Have you seen Time Bandits?
0: No, I have not. Well, then no one. Yeah. It's, I'll, I'll put it this way: Gen. *Time Bandits* like will bring up some hope. Oh, like, is a pretty good discussion movie because, like, a lot of people love it. It was kind of funny I mean, to I'm watch Pap to to have, have a meltdown.
2: Show, yeah. I think I really think *Time Bandits* is not bad, and I was really surprised. That was like the third episode of the party. I was so surprised and sad that everyone hated it so much.
1: These guys are kind of a hive mind as far as movie goes. I can only hope my brother, who's oh. supposed to also be calling in with a voicemail, Let's play that now.
4: Uh, Hey guys, this is Jordan with my review for uh, Van Wilder. Sorry I missed the podcast tonight. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys say about this because I'm not exactly sure what to say. Uh, I've heard that you should uh, always sandwich a criticism between two compliments, so I'm going to do my best to not be too negative. Uh, I guess my first compliment is the movie contains... Plenty of bags, and that's really what I need from a comedy. And I've always thought that you can pretty easily judge a movie by the contents of its bags, and this is A-plus bags, so I had a good aspect there. Uh, The criticism that I have, well, there's many. (laughs) What a pointless movie. I mean, I feel like everything about it is pretty transparent. You see things coming from a mile away. I guess I could commend Josh for expanding kind of our movie base and choosing a a rom-com. But to be completely honest, this is one of the toughest watches that I've had to endure during my time with spoilers. And uh, it's it's going to be a hard no-dog for me. And like I said, I'm interested to see what you guys have to say about it. Oh, I was supposed to give one more compliment. Did I did I mention the boobs? That was a pretty good call. Wow. What
1: a
3: dumbass. What a more.
1: I can't believe you said it would suck. <laughs> Brett, uh, so we got a yes or no from Jordan there. What do you have to say about this
5: movie? I I mean for what it is, I thought it was funny. It was my it was my college movie. Uh, I probably haven't seen it in like a year, but I've probably seen it twenty times at least. I, I mean, it's Cal Penn's breakout role. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for Brian that.
5: Brian Reynolds, come on, he's been playing the same character for fifteen years. You're welcome. <laughs> Terry Reed before
0: Meltdown. Pre Meltdown Terry <laughs> Reed. <laughs> but still terribly
1: acting Terry Reed.
5: Tim Matheson. Was it Paul Gleason? I mean,
1: come on. Paul just die? He, yeah, uh, he's dead. Yeah. A couple years ago, actually. Uh, I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, he yeah, died yeah. 11.
0: Paul wasn't just, a couple. He died 11 years ago. 11 Paul years? Ago. Yeah. Holy crap. I thought I feel like
1: he just Poor died Paul. last year. <laughs> so, Brett, before we let you go. Oh yes, God. yes or no?
5: I am sorry. Little little boys uh That sounded bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I said little boys. I realized that sounded bad. A young younger gentleman. Young guns. Young, young guns, guns here. <laughs> Oh man. First of all, Pappy, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm 33 years old. (laughs) That is a millennial too, Pappy. (laughs) Yeah, and due to some calendar thingamabobs, I'm a millennial, which is bullcrap, but whatever.
1: Officially, millennials are 18 to 34, so you're safely a millennial. Some people look at it differently. (laughs) Like Pappy. Apparently you're
2: a baby boomer. times.
5: Well, I don't know. I, I'll, I mean, I'm sorry you guys hated the movie, but I
1: don't Brett, blame it at the same time. We're going to let you go, but thank you so much for coming in here and backing me up for a little bit.
5: Yeah, Just you're little, welcome.
1: I think you're more of indicative of the population as a whole. But
5: All right. Thanks for
0: calling. Anytime you want to give me a call, I'm here. See you, Brett.
2: See Bye you, Brett.
0: guys. Yeah. Thanks. We need to call him more often. That was funny.
1: Yeah, so did that put any more perspective on this movie for you, Stevie?
0: Um, no, this movie's still really <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, uh, no, just no, 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 no. Not much more perspective, but uh, I do think comedy was far different in the early 2000s and late 90s than it is now. I think, um, as I said earlier, it's kind of running out of steam with the high school college humor. And as far as college movies go, have there been that many great college movies? Animal I, House. I mean, there's there's Animal uh, House and Revenge of the Nerds, but I mean, uh,
2: the Social Network is that really? Amer-
0: a, I mean, that's more of like a a law. Like that's not really. A, I'm talking about like the college experience. Movie comedy
3: movies. movies.
0: Comedy, comedy movies, movies yeah. Hmm. I'd say Animal House old is school? king. Old, old school school? is great. or,
3: school. Um, or uh,
1: Apatow neighbors like Apatow neighbors which is a little newer. Apatow. What's that's not a movie. I mean just like any Apatow movie. Yeah,
3: it has pretty much
0: has college humor. Yeah. Uh So I
1: <sighs> the movie
2: Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> the college Co- days,
1: coming. This the summer. college years. Uh,
2: Apatow homecoming. Yeah, it's so nice I, to
1: hear your voice, Mikey.
0: I think this movie falls <laughs> short when it comes to other college movies and like the college experience movies. So I think it's really hard for this movie to go
1: up against like the others. One thing that he said that I thought was funny was about Ryan Reynolds kind of breaking out here. And I do think he was exposed to a national audience here in a way that he hadn't been before as a leading man. And I wrote down in my notes that um, Tara Reid and Ryan Reynolds kissing at the end of the movie and embracing was symbolic as their paths intersected while his career was on the upswing and she was headed down the tube. And that, like, slapped me in the face as I watched this movie in 2017. These two actors who the last 15 years has had, have had very different plights. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is still, he he's an A-plus lister, right?
0: I mean, I don't think he could go to a bar, like, without security. And I think, think Terry Reed up. could.
1: Here's what I wanted
2: to bring up, and I'd like to get everyone's feedback on this. Who's more handsome, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling?
1: Ooh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I Look go Gosling. But that's today's trivia.
2: <laughs> I say Gosling. Let's go, let's, go one at, let's go one at a time. All let's right. go Stevie, Stevie first.
0: I go Gosling, um, especially for the fact that like his like his name would pretty much get me to like get me in a theater because I love his movies. Ryan Reynolds, can't say that about a ton of his movies, uh, but yeah, I'd say handsome wise Gosling.
2: Yeah, I have to go Gosling too. He's got he's got the got the notebook the, the man with the notebook. He's got the notebook, Academy Award man. with the Lawland La Mikey. Oh, La-
1: don't forget the Green Lantern. Gosling, though.
2: Definitely, though. Gosling definitely
3: has the better movies. Uh, they're both funny. No, who's more handsome, uh, Mikey? handsome Mikey? Oh, who's more handsome? Ugh.
1: Not who's more dateable. Uh,
3: Gosling, Gosling, I guess.
1: Yeah, I would say Gosling too, which is weird because I think in the notebook he was cast because he wasn't as handsome <laughs> a, as much as the other actors were that were applying for the role. Did was Ryan Reynolds that? one of them? <laughs> Pretty much everything in my notes is completely dry. Um, it might be an act in futility and, frankly, redundancy. But let's go ahead. And, let's yeah, go ahead and do. It. Let's go ahead and do yes or no's. Uh, let's start with Pappy. Then I'll go. Then Stevie, and we'll do a grand <laughs> Mikey finale. Who's just been holding all his words till the end here. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> That's the order, though. I'll keep it short. Yeah, Pappy. I'll D-
2: keep D- it <laughs> short and simple as well. It's a no for me. We haven't touched on the nerd from How I Met Your Mother, who's also in this movie, but from the perspective of you see a lot of young talented people, it could be a potential yes, but not to be a social Josh warrior. But like, there's a lot of <laughs> Josh racism and a lot of homophobia and a lot of like the biggest laughs hinge on that and so it, it just doesn't it doesn't hold up today there's better comedies from the 90s so many better comedies from the 90s that are more relevant today and still do hold up so it's a no but I do love Ryan Reynolds so I
1: saw this movie Hard Drink when, when it was first first out and at the age I was in I think I just kind of have a nostalgic uh, like hard Vigo Mortensen hard on for this movie <laughs> and I'll admit that it's so this movie is so non-PC this movie could not be made today the fact that if you can suspend your inner SJW and just like watch this and immerse yourself in the puns, preferably watch this with a couple buddies while you're cracking open a cold one on a Saturday um You're gonna get some laughs for sure. I know I showed my little daughter the like uh crapping scene, but this is never a movie that I really want my daughters to see in its entirety. And Ever? Even when they're adults. (laughs) Uh that'll be their choice. But for me, in a point in time it found me in, and for the laughs I got revisiting this even in the face of all the homophobia and racism and sexism that I know is wrong, I'm still gonna give it a yes. Stevie, go ahead.
2: Mostly.
0: Um, this movie feels like a late 90s movie that they made in 2002. I just don't think it transferred over well. I think the comedy's lazy. Um... Don't love gross hot toilet humor, which this movie had plenty of.
1: Lazy? They sold out the whole movie for it. Um,
0: it's just, this movie just seems really lazy, uh, especially the story arcs between the characters. Uh, just, this movie is incredibly lazy. It's not funny. Like This movie is you like went out on a Friday night, got hammered, blacked out, woke up on a couch. By like some miracle, you extend your hand to the remote and hit power. And Comedy Central says, end up next, Van Wilder. And you fall asleep for the next two hours because you feel so hungover. And that's pretty much what your experience of Van Wilder should be. This is a hard no for me. And I'm kind of upset you picked it, Josh.
1: That metaphor made no sense. Mikey, you're up.
3: (laughs) Before I say no, I just want to point out something that Josh Josh said uh, when he was saying yes, no. He said, immerse yourself in the puns. I never want to do that during a movie. I never want to immerse myself into nonstop puns uh, for 90 minutes. But I will acknowledge the fact that the best thing about this movie is that it's really fast-paced. It's 90 minutes, uh, pretty much at like, the 45-minute mark. Uh, you get the inciting incident, and then the movie just kind of wraps up pretty
1: quickly. Which is very important to you. <laughs> the quick wrap up. I didn't
3: laugh at all during this movie, and if you take out all the racism, the toilet humor, the just bad writing and jokes, uh, it's it's a very short movie. There's nothing of substance here, so it's a no.
1: Dogger, just no. It's a no dog. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
3: Wow!
0: Josh, All what right. mo- like what movies did you pick? O- like, or like, was this movie picked over?
1: Yeah. So Stevie keeps trying to make me reveal my short list of movies that I want to <laughs> play for Stevie. Citizen King, King
2: how, Godfather Two. How?
1: Van Wilder. How long
2: has how long has Van <laughs> Wilder been on your list to pick? Weeks, hours.
1: <laughs> just say just say what you want to say. It was say. a panic pick. <laughs> I think it was a panic pick. It was a panic pick. I got to
3: say, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I've said no to every one of Josh's picks. (laughs) Sean, Sean, (laughs) Sean.
1: I think you're just showing your bias. You're just like bold face showing your bias. Anything Pappy or Stevie picks is a yes.
0: Hey, I picked Adaptation. I gave that a yes.
2: Never forget Time Bandits.
1: Yeah,
3: I've definitely said no to that. (laughs) I'm sure I've said no to Stevie. Yeah, you said
2: no to me for sure.
1: Ah. I have Brett. Anyway, uh, so this was three to one, no to yes. What does that make this movie, Mikey?
3: Uh, okay, so yeah, this is uh, this is rotten. Oh, no, it's, rotten. it's not. No, it's
1: not spoiled. <laughs> this is spoiled. No, it's three to one. It's not spoiled. No. Would you drink
3: three week
2: old milk? Like, I wouldn't
1: how this
2: is some bruised ass bananas that maybe you can make some banana bread out of but like bruised dude it. just throw that shit away <laughs> very brown falling apart
1: thank you pappy for giving us a good one um, bruised
2: ass bananas
1: <laughs> it's like these guys are just refusing to believe that i gave it a yes which i kind of get that's fine who paid you <laughs> I wish I was paid. Is this a movie
3: Jeff wanted to watch and you're just like, yeah, let me review this. <laughs> Has Jeff seen yet.
1: Van Wilder? You guys did have you, to realize this movie. Did you tell Jeff it was a Western? This movie cost five or six million to make and made like 40 million, I think it made almost. It off. No. It made 30. 38? And 36 it opened at number
2: seven. It opened at number, it opened at seven. Oh my God. So who cares? Yeah, it cost nothing to make, but it made it back because this was two thousand two. There's nothing. This else movie
1: grossed thirty-eight million dollars. Studios take shits of forty million dollars and think nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that makes thirty-five million dollars is nothing to sneeze at, Mikey. I'm it was sorry.
2: absolutely a financial success, but it wasn't anything. This like, is so successful.
1: This doesn't even count the DVD sales. Plus the unrated DVD sales. Plus they created... You still find these
0: DVDs on Black Friday.
2: I think it was very niche. Like people, like it wasn't... I said it opened at number seven. Like a lot of... The majority of people did not see an R-rated comedy and don't usually. It's a very... Do you want to
3: know what pissed me off most about this movie? Is that it's not even one of the bad movies on Netflix. So I couldn't even stream it. I had to go and download it somewhere.
0: I had to watch it on YouTube.
1: Yeah, I had to find a pretty jank stream, Pap. How did you find this movie? I, th- I think there must be something in rights going weird with this movie right now, but
2: I carved a pentagram into my palm and placed it on my <laughs> neck, and I was able to watch <laughs> the movie.
1: And Ryan Reynolds came out as Van Wilder, yeah. but what I was going to say as nah, Deadpool. This <laughs> this movie also spawned a sequel, The Rise of Taj, and a prequel, Van Wilder Freshman Year. um
2: Have you seen either?
1: Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's got the box set, the (laughs) trilogy box set.
1: All right, you guys, we've ripped apart Van Wilder uh, quite (laughs) enough. Are you guys ready for trivia? Serve it up. Born ready. Okay, this week's trivia is called Oscar Van Wilder. Oh, jeez. So, I have a bunch of quotes here. Uh, I'm going to read one off to you. And you have to decide if that was Van Wilder that said it or if it was Oscar Wilde that said it.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Is there a chance that it was both?
1: (laughs) No. Well, Van Wilder was a very prolific writer, so I guess there's a chance. But um, there's also a bonus question in case there's a tie at the end some reason we can't eliminate everybody but uh who's been the longest since they've hosted i gotta think it's mikey Mikey, but me for sure and then who's after that
0: me uh pappy no you you just you you just hosted uh, episode one
1: yeah so it's uh, me yeah all right so the order is mikey stevie pappy as usual for me the first one's pretty easy so mikey the quote is all you need is scented candles massage oil and berry white (laughs) (laughs) Write that down and look at me No cock pump Who said that Van Wilder or Oscar Wilde
3: Oh man (laughs) I know uh, know Oscar Wilde was a big proponent Of the uh, cock pump He was uh, very
2: into the cock pump
1: (laughs) I believe this is a Quote from Van Yes Van Wilder Stevie you're up next and here's where they get legitimate Uh, This quote is What is wrong with People today Is that it? Is that what?
2: It? I guarantee they both said that. At some point. Yeah.
1: That's it. <laughs> it's a tough one. Van Wilder. Correct. Good job. Thank you. Pappy, number 3
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Uh Oscar Wilde correct what <laughs>
3: dude no
1: <laughs> that wasn't me that said that uh mikey number four always forgive your enemies nothing annoys them as much
3: uh, is that oscar
1: oscar indeed oscar number Debrow. five stevie be yourself everyone else is already taken
0: i know that hold on um, I'll go with Oscar.
1: Oscar is correct. Pappy, number six. Sometimes you have to let your heart lead you, even if you know it's someplace you're not supposed to be.
2: Oh, that is uh, Van Wilder.
1: Good memory. Number seven, Mikey. To live is the rarest thing. Most people exist. That is all. Oscar. Oscar, correct.
2: Ooh, you guys are killing it. Good job. It's almost like Oscar Wilde said smart shit uh, and <laughs> <laughs> stupid ass shit.
1: Number eight, Stevie. Worrying is like a rocking chair. Worrying is like a rocking chair? It gives you something to do, but it doesn't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> sounds like something like a legend would say. Um, it gives you something. I don't know. to speed this game up. Van Wilder. Correct. No kidding.
1: <laughs> Number trying nine. Trying to get that wrong. Pappy. <laughs> I can resist everything except temptation. That's Oscar Wilde. Oscar is right. Number ten. Mikey. You shouldn't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Van. Van is correct. <laughs> Number eleven, <Stevie. laughs> Dinner for two me and you.
0: I'm guessing Van for fuck's
1: sakes. <laughs> Number twelve coffee
3: <Poppy. laughs> <I> wasn't even...
1: <laughs> Experience is simply the name we give our mistakes.
2: Sorry I can say that again.
1: Experience is simply the name we give our mistakes. Oscar? Oscar. Correct. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> number three. Mikey. Or er, 13. Sorry. Mikey. Credit point <laughs> number <laughs> three.
2: <laughs> this is where they get tricky.
1: I'm all out of love believing for so long. Van. are you kidding writing abstractly in a guitar
3: (laughs) I'm all out of love
1: (laughs) who's next Stevie 14 Yeah. all this time I thought I was more than a flaccid story
0: I'm guessing this has to do with the journalist scenes I'm gonna guess it's Van Wilder correct
1: 15 if you're always thinking about the future, then you forget about the present. Pappy. Van? Van Wilder is correct. <laughs> 16. Mikey. I've learned that you can't treat every situation as life and death because you'll die a lot.
3: Because you'll die a lot. What? Uh,
1: Van? Van is correct. We have a few more questions. We might have to move on to the bonus pretty soon. <laughs> Number 17. Stevie. The truth is rarely pure and never simple. Oscar. Oscar. 18. Pap. <laughs> Too many people today know the price of everything and the value of nothing.
2: Mm, that sounds articulate, so I'll go Oscar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I kind of rewrote a couple of Van's lines slightly to try to trick you. It hasn't worked so far. Uh, Nineteen, Mikey. There's only one thing in the world worse than being talked about, and that's not being talked about. Van. Mikey is that's eliminated. his most famous quote. That was Oscar Wilde.
0: Yeah, that's Oscar's
2: most famous quote. Oh,
1: Stevie, this is my last question. Um, if he misses
2: this, then what happens? Yeah, because I've gone
1: more times than Pappy. Then you get the Uh, you've all answered so many correctly. We're gonna give it to Pappy if you miss it. Mother To love oneself okay. is the beginning of a lifelong romance. <sighs> that sounds smart, like Pappy says. <laughs> Pappy read through it like a book. Like an Oscar Wilde book. I'm going to go with
0: Oscar Wilde.
1: <laughs> Good job. All right, oh, the two of Jesus. You, the two of you have made it to the bonus That's the question.
0: longest trivia we've ever done.
1: No,
2: the Game of Thrones one was so much longer. That's
1: oh, the most right questions you've ever gotten before. Um, congrats, but here's the final question. You mentioned earlier that Cal Penn... Was the associate director of public engagement in the White House during Obama's near the Obama's first term. So in months, how many months did Cal Penn serve under Obama in the White House? Um Stevie, since you got th- that last one right, Pappy has to go first. You can go over.
2: Um Say forty eight. Stevie? I'll
0: say, just to split it, um, I'll say 38.
1: Cal Penn served from April 2009 until July 2011, and according Mm. to my calculations, that's 28 months. Nice. Stevie. Huzzah! After Pappy reads us out here... um, and he can feel free to t- to toss to Spoilers Man whenever he wants to. But if he wants to start the plugs, uh, and then you can think about a movie to pick. Take it
2: away, Spoilers
1: Man. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for Movie Spoilers. Clicking on the Cereal Bowl, select the Reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. Who is Spoilers Man, Pat?
2: Spoilers Man is a fiver that we hired. (laughs) He is a slave, and he'll say whatever we wish him to. (laughs)
1: this is so impersonal with the plugs now. Uh,
2: (laughs) It's so much better.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Spoilers Man, for that terrific reading of all of our plugs. Uh, Stevie, you're on the hook for next week's movie. This
0: is a lot of pressure because I'm not going to call Van Wilder a dud, but you have to kind of get that thing where you pick a better movie than Van Wilder. So I was talking to Pappy earlier about what's the best... The best movie that's come out since, like, you were born. And in my mind, since December ni- 17th, December 17, 1990, it was Mad Max Fury Road, but I'm not going to pick that movie. I'm going to pick the movie that I, it gets me just as amped up. So we're going to be watching the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic, Bloodsport.
2: <laughs> oh, Fuck
0: oh yeah with one of
1: the greatest chase scenes in cinema history can't wait to see some slow motion Van Damme climaxing
3: it's amazing John Claude Van Wilder Dam.
1: <laughs> that was spoilers Okay, so one thing we didn't talk about in the pod that we probably should get to is you guys are huge Burt. Kreischer, great, Kreischer Bert fans.
0: Bert is fat. Bert is fat. Yeah,
1: you guys love him.
0: Bert's hilarious. I do love Bert Bert's Chris. the man.
2: And this is—I think this is a huge point that we didn't talk about because Bert Kreischer—he was at Florida State and uh, Playboy magazine, right? I uh, was running an Rolling art-
0: Stone. I thought
2: Rolling Stone. Yeah, I was running an article at Florida State for the number one party school. And they just, like, stumbled across Bert, And then, like, if you watch any interview with Bert, he's like, yeah, this happened. And then Oliver Stone optioned the rights to his life story.
1: And Pap, Pap I can actually play some audio from that Joe Rogan, just, like, real brief. And then the development deal falls apart with Oliver Stone. All the guys that have submitted their scripts for Oliver Stone's movie about my life then get their intellectual property back. One of the guys takes... His movie changes my name, sells it to National Lampoon, and it becomes the movie Van Wilder.
2: So after after that script fell through with Oliver Stone, then um, it was just, I guess, like on a blacklist, and then it became this Ryan Reynolds property. But Well, also the writer just a-
0: changed Bert's name to Van Wilder.
2: So, that, like yeah, he, on that podcast, he has an interesting anecdote where he's saying, like, yeah, I didn't get a dime from it, but I had a meeting with some sort of executive... And it sounds like he basically agreed not to sue them in exchange. He got a radio show, but like this launched his stand-up career, his podcast career, and now he's just like a famous guy for being famous, all because of he's the real Van Wilder. When you search Van Wilder, Brett Kreischer, like you see New York Times, Wall Street Journal, like big-time newspaper articles all about like the real Van Wilder.
0: I just think he's a really funny guy. I mean, he's really quick. he can tell, like, a million jokes a minute. And like Pappy said, he's very self-aware of the only reason he's famous is because of Van Wilder.
2: He's kind of, I mean, kind of like a gimmicky act where he always, like, takes off his shirt when he does stand-up. But he's very tech-savvy. Like, he's got a very lit Periscope account. He's tweeting all the time. He's got Instagram. And he's always in podcasts, too. He has multiple podcasts. So he's, he's very like cutting the edge with like social media and stuff. So I think that's like more how I know him than from like other stuff. But he also has this awesome like backstory, which he always tells. And it's like crazy party stories. I mean,
3: it was kind of a bit of a shock, really. I mean, you don't really think this movie is based on anybody in real life, but everybody, I mean, this is his story. It, it was pretty much stolen from him. And then he ended up profiting from it in a different way than a lot of people thought he would. So Are okay, right you, yeah.
1: you changing it, this to a yes then, Mikey?
3: No, I just thought this whole story was interesting <laughs> about learning about Brett Kreischer and how the connection to Van Does Lava anybody
1: was. does anybody want to switch to a yes?
3: No. No. It'd
1: it's, it's, it's been the, funnier have Bert
0: Kreischer to spin in the
2: movie. Yeah, it's called the Machine Story. This is definitely what I know him from. It's a very famous like bit that he has that blew up, but if you go Bert Kreischer, the Machine Story. You'll probably recognize
1: it, and it's fucking hilarious.
0: Adios, amigos. Is is it you saying to stop?
1: Yeah, I was trying to end it with a legend reference for you. Adios,
0: amigos. Why don't you go release your own pressure? Oh,
3: and uh, just so we're
0: clear, I'm telling you to go fuck yourself.